0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to The Business Alchemist, where we believe in serving with spirit. I have an amazing, amazing guest for you today, the one and only David Meltzer. David is a speaker, sports executive, investor and three times best selling author. His latest book really inspired me and I really suggest I'm going to put it in the show notes. I really suggest if you're someone stuck in manifestation, unsure how to manifest, not clear on how to begin your spiritual journey, is such a practical way to really start this process. There were so many times throughout reading the book that I, someone who loves spirituality, practices spirituality and am continuing to always evolve, I had to even underline and pause and reflect and I was so wowed and blown away by the way David explains things. You guys are going to love this episode. Remember everything is in the show notes, the book links, all his social media handles I recommend if you're in the car, when you have a chance later to maybe replay this episode with a pen and paper in hand, I rarely say that. There's a lot of gems in this episode that you should, and if you could, please write down as you will hear David say them thank you guys so much for tuning in remember to leave a rating and a review if you love the show and as always I love you guys here is David Meltzer Excited because I have the David Meltzer here with me today. David, thank you so so much for being here.
1: Oh my gosh, there's no better place to be as I've been celebrating the holidays to come into this interview uh, exactly aligned with my mission. I couldn't think of a better place, so thank you for having me.
0: I want to I want to say another reason why this thank you is so important to me is because I know how much you value time. You know, you set boundaries. You talk about this in your book connected to goodness, we're going to talk about it. I've been reading it, underlining. But for anyone listening, we're going to dive right in. So people talk about manifestation often, and people kind of get stuck. And in the book, you talk about connecting to goodness. Can you walk the listeners to what that really, really means?
1: I'm glad that you asked, because there is a paradigm shift when it comes to connecting to goodness. And first, it's faith. And I would say gratitude Uh, of the future is faith. And the gratitude of the future that I have is a very simple belief. It's a belief that almost 99% of all nationalities, cultures, spiritualities, and religions believe in. It's very simple. There's something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, whatever you want to define it as of goodness that I'm connected to and through that loves me more than my mom. And therefore, the paradigm shift of connecting to goodness is you already are. So instead of trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And the book goes through figuring out what are you doing to interfere, and I stress F-E-A-R, fear, with the omniscient all-powerful source that you're a part of. And this paradigm shift can allow you to manifest uh, everything that you desire in life and business by clearing what you're doing to interfere with everything you desire.
0: Would you say I love that? Would you say that keeping promises to yourself is a big factor? Because if you don't keep a promise to yourself, that's interfering in a sense.
1: So I take a little uh, different subtlety to that, and I agree with that a hundred percent. It's I'm always going to create interference, therefore. I use time, and I'm going to circle back to where we started. I use time as a dependent variable of all matter, subjective matter, spiritual matter, objective matter. So what I try to do is use time to get better at what I'm doing, meaning I'm only going to spend minutes and moments outside of my higher self, minutes and moments interfering. So the practice of connecting to goodness is really the practice of one, identifying the fear, fear of past and fear of the future, and then seeing what ego-based consciousness, which is evoked by fear, and am I prescribing to that fear? And therefore, when I can identify the fear of the past or fear of the future and identify the ego-based consciousness, I now can time myself to see how long it takes me to get back at ease out of dis-ease.
0: That's really good. And people listening, you know, people struggle with this. I hear this over and over, you know, ego versus higher self. So let's say someone's new at meditation and they're meditating and these thoughts are coming in and they have the awareness of the thoughts, but they don't know how to observe those thoughts yet. So now they think that they should do something, but maybe it's ego. Is there a way to know this is your higher self versus this is your ego?
1: Yeah, well, understanding how the ego is evoked is the first and best way to not only identify, but to utilize the ego. So first, the ego is here for and when fear presents itself. Since history, uh, the ego says, okay, there's a dinosaur walking by your cave. We are now afraid. So there's four functionalities. Are you going to fight the dinosaur, run away from the dinosaur, flee it, feed the dinosaur, or proactively preserve your co-creativeness and fornicate uh, in order to avoid the fear. And today there's no dinosaurs. It's all emotional. And so what we have to do is understand and identify, for example, addiction. It's a common issue today of ego-based consciousness. And addiction is the reaction of what, when we're afraid, we feed. So we're going to feed ourselves. Uh, and and so when we work through identifying the needs of the ego, and I'm going to list some out because I am practicing this myself. Do I have a need to be offended? Do I have a need to be separate? Do I have a need to be inferior, superior? Do I have a need to be anxious, angry, frustrated, guilty, resentful, or worried? And so taking it beyond the actual fear, but looking at the need of the fight, flee, feed, or fornicate uh, substance of the ego, and then identifying in the reality of today, hey, nobody's afraid of a dinosaur today, uh, but I do have a need to be offended. I have a need to be be separate or anxious or worried. And when I start practicing identifying that, I then create uh, a practice in order to effectuate being at ease, which is instead of resisting going over, under, through, around, and fighting the fear, Simply stop and breathe. I call it reminding, remembering, and recollecting with source. You know, just those words alone. How can you remind to anything if there isn't one mind? Or remember with anything if there isn't one member? Or, you know, to recollect, there would have to be a unified, abundant, infinite system of thought that we're collecting with. So if I stop instead of resist, Mm -hmm. I breathe. And remind, remember, and recollect, I now can roll in the right trajectory of what I think I want or better instead of accelerating in the wrong trajectory, creating voyage shortages and obstacles in my life.
0: You said a word that's very important that I want to really ask you because I feel like society really... I don't want to use the word struggle, but that is really what we see happening. You said the word addiction, and we've become a very noisy society, and we've become addicted through our ego to our phones, to social media, to getting that instant gratification and validation. So let's say someone listening is trying to create new patterns or, as we call them, new neural pathways. What are the baby steps they can break to even break a social media addiction,
1: That's a great question. And I think understanding behavior and progress and correlated together. So uh, behaviors create energy and energy has three characteristics. One, it aggregates on itself. Two, it creates exponentially outcomes and three, it accelerates. So the problem with this is good behavior. uh, We expect an instant result. The problem is that we as human beings cannot be aware of the instant result that occurs from good behavior, and it's called good progress. Mm. But in the counterintuitive nature, bad behavior, like being addicted uh, to something, uh, bad behavior then also has the instant result of bad progress. But now, instead of being a detriment that human nature can't be aware of progress, especially instantaneously, We don't expect a result from bad behavior. And since we're not aware of the bad progress, we allow it to aggregate, to compound exponentially and to accelerate and utilizing those characteristics, you know, things double. So we may, after 18 years of smoking, only be 25% of the way to lung cancer. Mm. And so we don't think that it's having any negative effect on us. And so in year 19, we now have 50% of our way to lung cancer. Once again, smoking for 19 years, but because of human nature and awareness, we have no idea that in year 20, we're going to be 100% of the way to lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And so in an in economic realm, the same thing with financial behaviors, I offer kids all the time. Would you rather me give you a million dollars today? or a penny today that doubles for the next 30 days every kid takes the million dollars today meanwhile it's 5.3 million dollars after 1 month and then 10.6 million the next day mm-hmm. and so i try to get people to understand the conscious continuum that good behaviors aggregate compound and accelerate and therefore I try to create good behaviors that are practiced every day that speak to the subconscious, which creates neural pathways. Those neural pathways create efficiency and effectiveness to change our quantum being. That great chain that people want to break of addiction is only broken by consistent, persistent behavior, good behavior daily, creating neural pathways. But here's the component, especially with addiction, is that most people believe that, you know, a neural pathway is formed in 21 days. Absolutely is. Mm -hmm. But your quantum being, your energetic and genetic inheritance, it takes sometimes 21 lifetimes to deactivate and activate. So if you're an alcoholic and you inherited that from four generations, from your grandpa, great-grandpa, grandpa to your dad, that although you stopped drinking for 21 days it hasn't impacted, it has impacted your conscious and your subconscious, but not your unconscious competency, your DNA, your inheritance. And so you have to continue the practice, even though neural pathways have been formed. This is the conscious continuum that we have to understand that we want to have our cellular structure inputting good behavior. We want to have neural Uh, pathways to create efficiencies with good behavior. But ultimately, we want to change our being, our quantum being by continuing the practice.
0: That was so powerful. I just want to pause for a second. It does take 21 days, they say, but you just said 21 lifetimes. And I want people to really hear that because That's so important. People like sometimes energy, you know, it's passed on generation to generation. And sometimes we don't even understand why we're feeling that way. But if we can acknowledge, you know, what you just said that, hey, maybe this doesn't belong to me, and then start taking the actions and doing the best you can as you, as yourself to change, you know, for the next generation. I really love that answer. That was so powerful. Thank you. So, speaking of that, I want to talk to you because you talk about in your book, Theta Meditation. Now, I've heard about it. I've tried it myself. But how do we know when we're in a state of Theta Meditation? And do you think there's a difference between regular meditation and Theta Meditation? Because I'm very interested in this topic.
1: Well, I believe that some meditations have a Theta vibration or frequency to it. So I think it's more incorporated in meditation, the vibration or frequency that we can create via meditation. Now, the premise of theta meditation is one that I learned when I was extremely resistant to meditation. And it was the idea that enticed me to meditate, which is you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. And so the earth vibrates the slowest, then plants, animals, humans, then sound, then light, and then thought. And the thought that vibrates the fastest is the truth. One of the thought vibrations that we have, not quite to the truth, but can assist us in elevating our awareness, which makes life easy, is theta. And theta is a state or frequency or vibration that raises our awareness. And via meditation, we can increase, not only our physical vibration of ourselves but our inner vibration of our own awareness. And so via 17 years of practice, which did not happen overnight, by the way, I am someone number one that was motivated to meditate because I resisted uh, this medical doctor who taught quantum healing and theta meditation until she said, you know, I could raise your awareness uh, by teaching you this when to buy or sell. That was the only reason I got into meditation. It was a scarce energy that enticed me to start meditating so I could be aware of when to buy or sell. Because at that time, 17 years ago, I thought I could make billions of dollars knowing how to buy or sell. But it led me to a practice of first sitting still, then being quiet, then being aware, and now transcending the awareness into my daily activities. And so I want to inspire people Hey, I was the most resistant person in the world to meditation. It took me a really long time. I didn't get it for years and years, but I stuck to it where today it's the most powerful thing that I do. I was just on with uh, Guru Dev uh, Sri Sri. And uh, I we're doing, him. yes, we're doing the uh, world festival, September 29th. And the three most uh, aligned vibrations or frequencies of activities to elevate your awareness uh, is meditation, number one, music, number two, and meals. So the three M's of raising your frequency or vibration is be aware of meditation and utilization of it, be aware of music and vibration, and then three, the medicinal purpose of meals, not the dis-ease that so many people, especially in America, are creating uh, in their vibration or frequency or interference.
0: So let's talk about the the meals aspect, because I know sometimes people, there's a gap, I feel like, between the meditation, the conscious community, and then the meals. So when you say meals, are you saying to obviously eat healthier, but do you set intentions with the meals? Like, let's talk about that specific part of the meals.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many variances of what we ingest. And when I say meals, it's not just nutrition. It's who I surround myself with, what I read, what I listen to. You had talked about those screens earlier, uh, creating interference or other things that we can do. And so for me, our meals are a community uh, of input, of ingestion. And yes, I not only focus in on what I want to ingest, but I put my intention into it of what I do, say, think, believe, and feel. The most notable is water. Uh, every sip of water that I take, uh, and this is historical in nature. You know the reason that we toast each other to to life, to happiness. What are you doing? You're putting your intention into the most sure. conductive energy. Uh, format of all time called water. It conducts electricity and energy better than anything. It holds it for you. You can speak to water and clean it up or speak to water and make it dirty. You can change its actual cellular structure. So when I say to love, to life, to freedom, and then drink it, I'm 80 to 90% water. I'm actually ingesting my intentions, my energy. And so, yes, absolutely. Meals are everything that we ingest. Take it all in with the positivity and perspective in alignment with what you think you want. And I promise you it will happen aggregate. It will exponentially come in outcomes that you've never imagined. And it will come faster than you even thought it could.
0: I love that. I have one final question because I know we have limited time. If if there's someone listening and let's say they've put... all this into practice and let's say they for some reason still feel a little stuck and maybe things are not manifesting, what can you say to them listening that maybe that can help them do something differently?
1: I would say first of all, you're in the exact place you're supposed to be at the right time and perfect place. Look just the idea of feeling struck is of stuck is the idea that you're expanding. You know, if I put you in a room right now and I locked all the doors and windows, but you weren't trying to get out you would not know you're stuck.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I want people to be in that learning zone. I want you to feel stuck all the time. Uh, We live in a unified, infinite, abundant system of thought. And unless you are expanding and growing, you would not feel stuck. And and unless you quit expanding and growing, you won't continue to feel stuck. So first of all, stay stuck because stuck is, is, is truly an outcome of expansion of growing, of learning. And this is how we live passionate, purposeful, and even profitable lives. So I think people misinterpret a feeling of, you know, a loss or, or failure because they feel stuck when it's actually a, an awareness to the progress that you're making uh, and that you're doing your best learning lessons and having fun. So I think a lot of times uh, we have misinterpreted uh, the ease and the power of the ease in which we live In a realm of omniscient, all powerful, all knowing uh, love and light and lessons that this journey is all about. And, you know, I wanna encourage everyone, you talked about my book, I'm more than happy for your community. Uh, to send. I will sign a copy of my book. I will pay for the book and shipping uh, for your community. If they email me directly, tell me how much they love Jackie and the show, david at dmelzer.com. I will sign a copy of my book, send it to you, pay for the book and shipping for your community. Uh, I love what you're doing. I want to do my best to empower your community, to empower other communities to be happy.
0: Thank you so much for that. I think I manifested that, by the way. I wanted to do something for the community. So thank you, David.
1: Thank you so much.